welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw and reputable where we smash taboos and break down stigmas. I'm your host, Isabella Gosling, and today's episode is all about endometriosis and fertility. So continuing along with that endo month, endo awareness month theme, I am bringing you content all to do with different aspects associated with endo and a massive one, it's kind of like the elephant in the room I guess, is fertility. So I am going to deep dive on all things to do with that and some frequently asked questions, misconceptions and a little bit of what some of the research is saying. So let's get into it. Endo and fertility, I think it is an incredibly multifaceted discussion and lots of different prongs to it, for lack of a better word. It affects everybody. If you're not wanting to have children, it also affects you because a lot of the treatment options uh, and focuses can generally be centered around preserving fertility. And even if you might state that you're not wanting to conceive and you're not wanting to do any family planning, um, your healthcare professional might not accept that or listen to those wishes. So I think that's an important distinction to make in itself. Um, alternatively, the other side of it is you might be really concerned about your fertility and you might really want to be having children uh, not at this very given moment, but you might be concerned about the impacts of your fertility later down the track and your concerns are dismissed by your doctor and say, look, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But what if when you come to that bridge, it's too late and you should have really been looking at it five, 10 years earlier when you actually had those concerns initially. So I think there's two sides of the coin there. And then there's obviously the people who are wanting to have a family right now. They're wanting to start trying to have a baby. And then they might also come up with fertility issues and they might not even know they have endo until they are trying to fall pregnant. And that presents a whole nother challenges, a whole nother set of challenges in itself because you're coming to terms with diagnosis and then trying to deal with the fertility issues related there. Or there's people who already know they have endo and are having fertility issues and are trying to navigate the infertility space as well. So I think there's a lot of different ways that fertility or infertility are impacting people and especially around the care that people receive. So infertility is a huge symptom of endo. However, because of the lack of data around endo's actual number of people that it affects because it is believed to be one in 10 people assigned female at birth. However, prevalence can be considerably higher. It's just the fact that laparoscopy and excision surgery is the only way to definitively diagnose currently, which we've heard from the other episodes about endo this month. And that is skewing the data in a way because there could be a lot more people rocking around with endo than they even know because of the Um, invasive nature that's required for that diagnosis and all of the other barriers to diagnosis, which I've talked about previously as well. However, when it comes to fertility or infertility, uh, the prevalence of people who are experiencing infertility who have endometriosis, it can be up to 50%. So it's between 20 to 50% 
and that's compared with people who don't have endometriosis. So 50% of people with endo can experience fertility issues and this is also dependent on the age of people. So fertility or infertility is increased when you're over the age of 35. So this is, again, quite a time-based conversation. And so um, 50% of people with endo can experience infertility. And then that also increases if you are over the age of 35 again. So it is a really hard conversation and it can be really difficult if you are getting dismissed by your doctor. So why does endo cause infertility or why do people with endometriosis have issues with their fertility or have trouble conceiving? Now, this again would be great to have more research around it, but as is the way with endo, there is a lack of research and there's only you know, a handful of studies here and there, and you've got to really look at what the methodology is and how they're going about it. And you can't just look at the conclusion or the intro or the abstract, but looking at actually what the data in the study is saying and making sure you're not just looking for studies that confirm what you're trying to prove is true. So looking at both types of data as well. And I know that sounds quite boring, but, um, when I was researching for this episode, this is this is my process. So um, infertility or fertility issues can be caused because of a, numer- a number of things to do with endo. So firstly, I think it's important to acknowledge the role that adhesions can play. So uh, adhesions can cause organs to stick together. They can cause Uh, your ovaries to stick to your pelvic wall, your ovary might get stuck to your uterus or your ovary might get stuck to your bowel. So that's just one example of, you know, organs that can get stuck to each other and that can impact the functionality of that organ. Um, So your ovary won't be able to perform its full job if it's stuck to another um, part of your body. So that can really impact its ability to do its job. Um, Furthermore, it can also have lesions on it. So if you've got um, endometriosis lesions on the outside of your reproductive organs, for example, um, that can actually cause cell death. And in there's been studies of people who've lost their ovaries and, you know, not just studies, but also community stories. I've heard them so many times of people who've lost fallopian tubes and ovaries due to endometriosis because the disease has impacted them so severely that they're needing to be removed because they might have um, suffered cell death and that tissue is not working anymore and it's um, not it can't be left there because it's not functional and it's just not it's just not viable so I think the like physical nature of the disease can cause a lot of issues to fertility in itself so if you're experiencing endometriosis lesions around those reproductive organs that can cause a lot of problems Uh, furthermore there's some studies or some research coming out about the impact that endometriosis can have on egg quality Um, and so this is quite new research and it's still coming out and I think 
as more people become aware of endo, there's going to be even more research. So as we know, endometriosis is an inflammatory disease or an inflammatory condition. Inflammation plays a huge role. And there's studies that are indicating that the inflammation related to endo can actually impact the follicular fluid and therefore it can actually impact the quality of an egg that's being released. So there needs to be a lot more research into the egg quality of people with endometriosis because I think that's a fact in itself because people could be um, thinking, I'm going to have this surgery and my fertility issues are going to be fixed. But if we're dealing with inflammation and we're dealing with endo affecting the egg quality, then just because you've had surgery doesn't mean that your egg quality will improve and vice versa. So it's kind of a bit frustrating, but we need more research to show that. So I think that's two factors that can impact fertility. So I think it's an important conversation to try and push for if you are wanting to have a baby at some point, because I think waiting can be really hard. And I've been in that situation myself. I've asked about my fertility and worrying about not being able to have a baby and my concerns were brushed off. And I was told to, you know, cross that bridge when I come to it and, you know, it'll be fine. And that just because someone's telling you it'll be fine doesn't mean that it is fine. They don't actually know. And so I think trying to be proactive yourself. So um, you could go and get your AMH levels tested. So your egg quantity and your egg quality as well. So that can give you some informed perspective um, just around how many eggs you might have, what quality are they and sort of what you're dealing with. So you do have some information to go with if you are wanting to look at trying to conceive in the future. And there's also been increased conversations around people with endo freezing their eggs as well, just as like an insurance policy, because there are so many challenges related to endometriosis. And I think putting the power back into your own hands through something like egg freezing can be really beneficial because you do have that option and if you're not wanting to have children for another 10 years, you've got a higher quality of egg potentially that you can use later down the track. So that's another conversation that you can have with your doctor. And I know egg freezing is not the cheapest of options. However, it is starting to become slightly more affordable, but I completely can empathize with that. It's something I've looked into and I'm considering personally on a personal note. Um, So that's that side of things but again back to that side if you're not actually wanting to have children that side of treatments wanting to conserve fertility and not coming at the patient first and not coming at what their goals are so if you're not wanting to have a child fertility treatments or fertility saving surgery or anything like that shouldn't even be considered if you're not wanting to have a child and I think that's something that you really need to advocate for yourself and I think doctors can try and sway you sometimes saying well, like you know you might not you might change your mind and like of course there is that element but if you've completely made up your mind you know you don't want to have kids then I think it can be quite unfair to have somebody not listening to you. 
So I guess the next thing does fall into those fertility treatments. And I think a lot of people with endo do have um, assisted reproductive technology come to the party to help them conceive because natural conception might not happen as easily. However, it's also important to note that lots of people with endometriosis do conceive naturally and they don't have issues with their fertility. So there's 50% approximately that do have issues with fertility, but there's also 50% approximately that don't have fertility issues. So it's um, not just, just because you have endo, you're infertile. It's not the case at all. But um, assisted reproductive Assisted reproductive technology has been incredibly helpful with helping those with endo who do have those infertility issues falling pregnant. So um, that includes artificial or interuterine insemination um, and then also IVF as well. So there's been some research come out about um, interuterine insemination achieving higher rates of pregnancy with people with endo so that's some really good research and it's also quite a bit cheaper than full um, rounds of IVF so that's something that you could discuss with your doctor if you haven't already or if you're looking into potentially starting a conception journey and you're having issues that could be something to discuss first before going into IVF in full however then um, IVF is also an effective treatment for people with endo who might have not been able to have success with um, insemination and and needing that sort of next step so I think having all this information is really important and being able to make an informed decision about what's best for you is also important I'd also just like to flag that it's not just you. Your fertility isn't the only thing that's impacted here or that like you're not the only person that's making a baby in quotation marks. So it might not just be your fertility that's impacting the conception process. It's also important to chat with your partner and have their fertility checked too because there can be issues with sperm and it's important to not just feel like that blame is placed on you. Um it can be the other party involved as well. As it said, it takes two to tango. So that's a little bit about endo and fertility. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions about it, I am more than happy to chat with you. Come dive into my DMs or send me an email. So Instagram is let's talk period au or the email is hello at let's talk period.com.au. I am so more than happy to chat. So if you did enjoy this episode, I would absolutely love if you could share it with a friend or a family member or share that you're listening on Instagram stories. That just really helps to find new people that want to listen to the podcast and grow the Let's Talk period audience. And if you are looking for community, you're wanting people who get what you're going through, you need to join our Let's Talk Period community on Facebook. So the link is in the show notes or you can just search Let's Talk Period community, but it is the place for people with endo, adeno or PCOS who are living with these chronic conditions and it's a place to vent, get support, ask questions and just be with other people who get it. Other than that, I will be back in your ears on Wednesday with a brand new interview episode and I cannot wait to share that one with you. 
Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.